Young Frank Dunning was visibly nervous as he tooled the long limousine expertly into the curb before his employer's residence on Madison Avenue. He threw a quick glance over his shoulder, as if fearing the quick, deadly burst of a submachine gun from somewhere in the obscurity of the shadows across the street. He slid swiftly out from behind the wheel and held the door open for the Honorable Howard Appleton to alight. At the same time, he carefully scanned the pedestrians who were passing. The Honorable Howard Appleton dismissed him and hurried up the steps of the old brownstone residence. Frank Dunning, eyeing his broad back, thought with admiration that his employer was a very brave man, for Howard Appleton was walking in the shadow of death. Only that evening he had accepted the post of police commissioner of the city of New York, a post which, to Frank Dunning's mind, carried with it the threat of death. Appleton was the third incumbent of that position in the last ten days. Young Dunning's mind flew back to the first of those two. Patrick Sargent had been found dead of poison two days after being appointed, and there was little reason to suspect that Sargent had taken his own life. Then Harlan Foote, the second appointee, had suddenly been afflicted with a mental ailment that required his removal to an insane asylum. Now Howard Appleton, a former fighting district attorney of New York City, had accepted the job. Dunning's eyes were troubled but momentarily he forgot his caution as he saw his employer safely on the top step, thumbing the buzzer. He breathed a sigh of relief, got into the limousine, and started away. Neither he nor Appleton saw the two slowly moving sedans that crawled up Madison Avenue. The first warning they had was the wicked spatting sound of a silenced revolver. A black hole appeared as if by magic between Appleton's shoulder blades. He uttered a tortured gasp and clutched at his throat. Blood suddenly flecked his lips. He tried to shout, but no sound came. His knees buckled under him, and he collapsed before his own door. He twitched convulsively, stiffened, and lay still. The Honorable Howard Appleton, formerly district attorney and newly appointed commissioner of police, was dead. Several people passing in the street began to shout. Frank Dunning braked the limousine to a stop and leaped to the pavement. He sprang across the sidewalk and up the three short stairs to kneel beside the body of his employer. The two slowly moving cars which had just passed also pulled up short. Four men emerged from them, two from each. A large crowd gathered almost at once, miraculously as if from nowhere. The two men from the first of the two cars pushed confidently through the crowd, making directly for the stoop. The second pair, lost in the crowd for a moment, soon joined their companions beside the body of Appleton. The door of the brownstone was open now, and Appleton's manservant, Brock, appeared. Brock was tall, saturnine. No expression of any sort flickered across his face as he saw the dead body of his master. He glanced up and his eyes flitted from one to the other of the four men who had come from the two sedans. Then his gaze rested on Dunning. He said savagely, "'Damn you, Dunning! I didn't think you'd do it!' The young chauffeur flushed, stepped around the body of Appleton, and stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with the servant, glaring at him. His big, capable fists were knotted, and he said hotly, "'You say anything like that again, Brock, and I'll shove your teeth down your lying throat!'